Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. And on today's podcast, we have Jenna Rodriguez of Brave Masters. I've known Jenna for a couple of years, and it was really cool to sit down and reconnect with her because she shared a part of her backstory that I haven't heard before. And, you know, she talks about how some of the things that happened early on when she was growing her first business really forced her to step into making decisions and then really going after everything that she needed to do to make those decisions work. She also shares the one thing that if you want to be more visible, you need to do. So you definitely listen in. And if you find that this is you know, really valuable and it resonates for you, please leave a review and share with your friends. My name is Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. The one thing that I get asked all the time is, how do you achieve success in business and make an impact? In each episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs and visionaries who share how their leadership has changed not only their lives, but the lives of everybody around them. Hey, everybody. Emmy Kirshner here. And Jenna, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here. We've known each other for, I don't know how many years now, but we were just kind of just talking before we started recording. And I love just hanging out with you. And I think everybody that's listening is going to love what we have to talk about because I think it's so important, particularly as being a leader. Before we dive into that, though, share with everybody a little bit about who you are for those people who don't know you and your backstory, because you have a really cool story about how you, you've kind of just become and grown into being a brave master. Yeah. Thank you. I love hanging out with you too. So thank you. (laughs) I'm like, we could talk offline and online. That's for sure. So just, you know, briefly, I'm a business and brave strategist. I believe brave is all about just facing yourself and, and really being willing to be uncomfortable. So I help people do that. And I'm committed to helping entrepreneurs that are looking to speak up and scale their passion focused businesses on, you know, kind of move through the fears, overcome them, and ultimately unpack their like natural gifts and monetize, right? I'm all about monetization, profit enhancement, et cetera, because I used to be a controller, which kind of leads me into my story. And that is, I was in corporate America and I actually became kind of rose to leadership, if you want to call it, very early on. And I think I saw this pattern for myself. Even in my teens, I started college at 16. So I'm hanging out with 20 year olds and still rising and, you know, to the occasion. But then even in my 20s, I started a computer consulting firm and I just came in as an accounting assistant. And then within six months, they're rising me to management and controller. I was like 24. And I was like, really? You're going to put me in that position? And I'm like, this other woman been here for years, right? And so they're like, no, but you know, you're the leader. And so I just, I wanted to share that because I think there's sometimes you know, yes, I had the kind of characteristics for it, but I also think it's something you can learn. I think it's something you can step into. And I, like you and I shared, you know, I believe we all have leadership inside of us and it's how you foster it. So I started fostering it. And then I moved to another company and I was a a controller consultant. So I was consulting entrepreneurs and business owners, but I was reaching this point where I was capping out. I was like, I want something on my own. I want something bigger. I have these dreams and visions and 
they're just paying me what they think I'm worth, right? Not me, you know, really stepping into what I think I'm worth, right? Mm -hmm. So I came upon a business for sale in 2006 and I followed the breadcrumbs and I figured out, oh, I can actually buy this thing. You know, it was a process of figuring that out, but ultimately I bought it. I bought this, the storefront and the boutique. And I was like all excited because I was like, I have, I have a fashion background and a makeup artistry background and the controller and all these things. I was like, great. I can pull all this together. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm one of those weird ones with the, the half <laughs> creative. Yeah, half. Thinking. It's like controller <laughs> art, controller art. Like yes. how did you blend that together? <laughs> It really came, it was my, I, I mean, honestly, I was crazy confused in college. I was like, what am I, what major should I have? And the truth is my mom was an artist and my dad was a computer programmer. So I guess that's where it came from, right? Accounting. Yeah. And so that logic, numbers came easy and art came easy. Even the art behind me is my work. So yeah, it's like, that just was part of who I am. Even though I was confused, like, what am I supposed to do with this? Now it pays off. <laughs> Now it really helps people. But at the time, that was kind of what I was up against is I wasn't tapping into the creativity in the numbers game. You know, uh, the numbers came easy. Leadership came easy. Management came easy. Those kind of things were coming into my world, but I was missing the creative spark. And so when I bought this storefront, it brought all that together. It was you know, I mean, I could do the brand and the marketing and the, you know, accounting, but I could also help women with fashion and makeup and all these things that I had passions for as well. So I'm very multi-passionate. Fast forward, I get into the store, we make $300,000 in the first year, and I'm sitting there at that end of that year, and I can't pay my rent. I can't pay my people and cash is bleeding. So in a store, you have to obviously invest a lot in inventory before you ever sell it. And there's a lot of overhead. So I knew what I knew, but I also didn't know what I didn't know. And that's, I think, what happens. That's why, you know, mentorship in my world is so important. So I found myself in this predicament where I, I'm like, what do I do? I, I have, I'm tapped out. Like I've used all my credit. I've used you know, I've gotten all the loans I can get and I just didn't have a whole lot of options. And so I found myself in front of a bankruptcy attorney um, to figure out what are my options to be protected because the most important thing in that moment was my two-year-old, my seven-year-old stepdaughter, my husband, my house, my dogs, you know, like that's all that mattered to me in the moment. I was so stressed, if you can imagine. Yeah, it was scary. And she just said, you have two options. You know, she's like, you do qualify because you do have for anybody listening, you actually have to qualify for bankruptcy to be bankrupt. Yeah, it's just not like sign me up. It's a you know, it's, you know, whatever your state requirements are. And, you know, the irony is, is that I was always afraid of it. My mother went through two of them. One when my parents divorced. So at eight years old, I thought it was a bad thing. I thought it was bad. I thought it ruined your life, right? Because it shifted our world. Like it all, you know, the divorce and everything that happened and then a bankruptcy wrapped into it. An eight-year-old's looking at that going, this is not good, you know? So I can't, had to come to face, uh, I had to come to terms with and, and also face the fact that I had created this. Like this is in my world now. I took the risk, but I also took the risk, right? So I filed bankruptcy because that was the only way for me to close the store and get out of it. And it was 700,000 in debt, like on the liability side, which is backwards, right? It's not a good thing. It's hard to get out of, right? So fast forward, you know, 
I had a choice at that point. And I think this speaks to leadership of your own life and of your choices and of your, you know, I wasn't being in victim. I think that's key to leadership is it's not about victim. It was about, okay, this is what I did. This is what I, what happened. And now what, and what do I, what am I going to do about it? So the next day I literally made a decision, you know, I can go back to work go find a job or I can stick it out and figure out how am I going to work for myself? How are we going to make a living? And my husband was at the time running a web design company and he's also a musician and he still is. That's what he does full time now. And I looked at it and I said, well, I could probably, I mean, I know marketing, I know design, I can do, you know, creatively, but I, I mean, you put websites together. I don't do that, but I said, why don't you just tell me what HTML stands for and I'll go sell it. <laughs> so that's what we did. We partnered up for five years and turned the boat around and we survived it. You know, we moved through it, that hardship and we were cash paces. You know, it's like when you're bankrupt, you don't have credit. So it's like everything was cash basis. So I was very much about hitting the pavement. And so I started networking. That's what I, I was like, I just got to get out. Like, I don't have money to spend on Facebook ads. I don't even know they existed back then. But it was like, it was time for me to just get visible and show up and say, I'm for hire, right? And so I hit the pavement, you know, I got myself out there and even as uncomfortable as that was and started networking and being seen and we did quadruple the business. But what that meant is it, it hit right under that six figure mark, right under a hundred grand a year. And that's two incomes, right? My husband and I together. And so it was still a struggle. It was still, you know, right. hard to, it's not much money in this world, you know, anymore. And what shifted for me ultimately is I made another really brave decision. And it was, I saw that we as partners weren't really going down the same road anymore. My husband and I, he really wanted to go back to music full time. And I wanted to go into strategy, brand strategy, and take my business a different direction and really didn't want to do websites. Number one, I don't build them. So if he goes away, you know, if he doesn't do it anymore, then that will go away as well. And so it, I had to have a, you know, hard conversation with him December of 2012. And I basically was, I was done. I was done doing it the way we were doing it. He wouldn't call it. So I had to call it. And I basically said, I'm going to take over the business January 1st, 2013. And that just means that you're free. You're free to go do music full time. And I'm going to go do it the way I know I can grow this thing. And I did have a business coach at the time. And she watched me struggle with this decision for a good year. But she said, I know you can do this, you know, on your own, you know, if you if you want to, you know, and you, you want to start coaching people and you want to start speaking and um, which I was also terrified of, but I knew it worked for people. So I was like, I think this is my next level. And so all inside of this, I think leadership, because I know that's our conversation today yeah. is about and, and which leads, I think it's part of brave, right? Being a brave master is, is leading is being able to make the hard decisions is being able to pivot, being able to be truthful with yourself and then step into it, right? Lean into that leadership. And, and so here we are six, almost six years later, I made that decision. My husband and I are still together 18 years. <laughs> we almost lost it at that moment. We almost lost our marriage, but we came back together 
and he's thriving as a musician and I'm doing my thing. And now we're, you know, multi six figure business and beyond, you know, like that's what we're, we're growing. So it's all about, you know, now I've obviously rebranded again to brave masters and it's all about really helping people speak up and scale and, and lead inside their own business at a whole different level than where I was. So yeah, it's yeah, and I, possible if I can come through all that. <laughs> I have so many questions for you too, because I, I don't yes. think I've heard the first part of your story before. So thank you so yeah. much for sharing it. And you're welcome. After the bankruptcy too, were you, because I think it's really easy to stay in the same pattern. Absolutely. And did you have like a heart to heart with yourself or an aha moment or a, you know, something where it's like, I have to do something differently because this, didn't work. That didn't work. Yeah. And it's yeah. just that it just didn't work because, you know, the sky was blue or whatever. Like I played. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, it's true because there's a fine line between just in life in general, you know, blaming the circumstances, blaming the economy. Cause we were, there was a truth to that. It was 2007 going to 2008 yeah. and nine, nine places around me in the square closed Right. So, uh, so that also impacted the foot traffic, right? Like it was there, but I never really said, well, that's why, right? Like, yeah, it, it played factors, but bottom line is, you know, there's also businesses that survived that and it's because they knew more than I knew. That's all right. Right. There was some, something they knew that they knew how to pivot and, or re restructure or re strategize or, you know, whatever it was, or they had capital and they could you know, ride the wave, you know, so there's all kinds of things that could have occurred. But what I did well, I suppose, is I took responsibility for it. I actually, when I I started laughing after I got out of the bankruptcy appointment, bankruptcy attorney appointment, because I was like, of course, of course, this is one of my biggest fears that has run my life, right? Fears can come true if you like, let them like manifest, so I started laughing at myself. I'm like, of course, I'm like, of course, this is my lesson. Of course, this is in my life. Like, meaning, you know, yay, celebrate it, right? Celebrate the fact that now I get to know what it looks like when I have to make this hard decision. And it was a business. It was, it was a risk I took, all of those things. But bottom line is it was in my life for a reason. And it absolutely has served me uh, to what I, where I am today, right? And I think that was the the conversation I was having, it was hard. I'm not saying I didn't have some tears. I'm not saying that I didn't have some, you know, moments of what was me, but I think what my pattern really is, is I don't, I don't dwell on it too long. I, you know, pick myself back up and keep moving. And I do believe I, an action annihilates fear, right? If you stay in action, you can't hang out with the fear very long or the upset or the, you know, what was me. And I'll tell you, you know, the, the next day, I mean, I went into action. I was like, okay, we have to figure this out. We have like $10,000 to our name. That's it. You know, because that was all that was left from everything, you know, from the store. And I had to pay the bankruptcy attorney out of that. (laughs) You know, like this is it. There's no cash flow coming. So we have to figure out what's cash flow. And I actually got my brave on and called my ex boss And I mean, who does that? Because I was all really excited when I left him, you know, left the company and I called him back and I said, listen, all right, so this thing didn't work. I had to close the store and the business. I said, however, I'm just calling to see if I could get some contract work that, you know, my work as an outsourced controller, 
I don't want to be an employee, but I'm just curious if you have any contracts that you just, you guys can't handle or whatever. So it was a very gutsy move for me to like, just ask, you know, sometimes in survival mode, you just figure it out, right? You ask and you get your brave on. I call it brave by survival. It's kind of like, I just got to pick up the phone. And when I did, he actually, you know, he was like, I'm sorry that didn't work. He's like, you know, but good for you for, you know, giving a shot. And he said, we're actually not hiring, but I do actually have two clients that I think would be perfect for you that we can't, we're not taking on. And I'm like, okay. And so I got immediately, I did some contract work to make sure the mortgage was paid. And then I went and started networking and building the web design business. And so inside of all that, it's like, there's a sense of, you know, if you stay in victim, if you stay in like, oh my God, why is this happening to me? You're not going to see the answers. You're not going to be able to see the options. I mean, I immediately got into action and saw, I have an option to call the, the right. boss. I can call him and see what, you know, what's possible. And I think that's really the leadership of your life is being able to like take the circumstance. Okay. Accept it for what it is, take ownership, and then be able to turn around and go, what's possible and what can I learn from this? What can I do about it? And what can I do next? And that's what I did. And I, I pretty much followed that pattern no matter what happens in my life, you know, and that's what I really went through at that time. I think that's so amazing too, because that's for me, the, one of the biggest pieces is just going and taking the action and, and being so uncomfortable. Like that takes huge amounts of brave courage, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And because it's hard to hear that potential no. And I yes. think it translates into a lot of entrepreneurs being afraid to you know, ask for the sale. Correct. Totally. Yeah. Or ask for the speaking gig. You know, like I talk, obviously help a lot of people get, you know, get out there and start speaking for their business and, you know, they're hesitant. And yeah. it was funny. I, I have a, I call them truth moments. So I put these quotes together and I email them to my list. And today's quote today was all you need is 10 seconds of insane brave. That's all you need. <laughs> I love Down that. to 10. Right. Count to 10, pick up the phone, count to 10, send the email, count to 10 and just do it. I felt that actually physically <laughs> when I zip line for the first time, I was literally climbing the ladder going, just don't think, just do, don't think, just do count to 10, just jump, <laughs> you know, throat point and just do it. Cause you're going to have so much fun. <laughs> yeah. And it was amazing. I did it three times, but I had to 10 seconds of brave every time. So yeah, 10 seconds of insane brave. That's all yeah, I'm- so in talking about being brave and really that like that 10 seconds of brave and just doing it, yeah. that leads into you know being visible more too because mm-hmm. you're showing up differently, right? Right. But you also talk about it about visibility and vulnerability in business. Yeah. So you know, why do you think that's so important? What is it about being I'm going to say V squared here. That's good. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> be my soundbite moment. You know, being visible and vulnerable because at that point that you're leaping off the zip line, right? There's some vulnerability there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My fears, my my doubts, my you know, all things are showing. You know, like that's who I am in the moment. So yeah, for me, the visibility. You know, my story even unfolds that way because. Right. Initially, I'd made a decision called, all right, I need to get highly visible. I need to speak. I need to, you know, show up as, a, as the leader of my business, as the expert that I've been and am, right? 
And so when I made that decision, I jumped into it and I just figured it out as I went along and I screwed it up many times, but I just did it anyway. But there was a moment where, so here's the truth. I, I never spoke of the bankruptcy for six years out like publicly. I get it. Like, I wouldn't really talk about it. And so there was some shame. There was some, and it was more like, I was just making it mean something. I made it mean something at eight, (laughs) you know? And so, although I knew it was just part part of what I had to go through, it's almost, and then I turned it around and was like, well, what if, what if people knew that I did that? Would they trust me to build their business? You know, like I made all kinds of stuff up about it. And so it took a stage And someone asked me a question and for the first time I got really honest in front of like 50 strangers and I mentioned the bankruptcy and I just owned it and it was emotional and it was honest and it was real in the moment when I shared the story. And the beautiful thing was, is in that moment, yes, I was, I felt extremely exposed, like, holy cow, what did I just do? And the moment, yet the second I got off the stage, like, many people walked up to me and one very particular woman who we're still friends now, she walked up to me crying and like tearful and grabbed my arms. And she's like, Oh my gosh, you're me. And she's like, you're telling my story. You're telling, you know, like, thank you for saying this. I don't feel so alone. And I was like, and I can cry right now because I can still go back to that moment Yeah. when she shared that. And I just went, Oh, that's why you do it is because you connect with the human part of all of us. And then you change someone's life because they don't feel alone anymore. And I mean, I just went like, holy cow, what have I been waiting for? Right. And so since that moment, I get my vulnerability on (laughs) all the time. I mean, this is as vulnerable as I can be as well. Right. This conversation. And, and I really am at a point you can ask me anything, you know, Well, and thank you for that. I'm really, really grateful that you are sharing. And I've had similar experiences. Like I never talked about my divorce or the like epiphany that I had about myself after, like after I was divorced. And and I finally started talking about it in a lot of my, in my talks and people relate to it. Yeah. And it gives them a space to rise up too. So I, I think that's, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a relatability inside the V squared, <laughs> right? We're all going through something. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. you know, so I think everybody needs to hear that we're, we're all, we have all experienced yeah. you know, human, a thing. Human, for sure. So that, and I think, I think there's, there's still judgment in the world. There's still a lot of judgment. And I think the more we are honest and open and real and human, it breaks down those walls. It levels us out, right? You know, like I know, I'm sure people are like, well, you have it all figured out and you've got this great this and great that. And I'm like, guys, like, let me just say, <laughs> you know, like I don't have it. I, I, I take credit for the things I've created because I take ownership of my life. But I also am very real and honest about like how I had to get go through things and how I had to face myself how, and the leader I had to become in order to create it. But that doesn't, if I can do it, that means you can do it too. Like that's the story, right? So the more we open up, because, and I was as a young person, a teenager, and we were just talking about this before I was, you know, very shy, very reserved. And people, I got bullied by especially females 
girls, you know, and it was because they were jealous. They didn't understand me. They didn't, they didn't even get to know me. And so they made a lot of assumptions about my life and about who I am. And they had not the first clue of what I'd been through. They didn't know that I just spent five years in a domestic violence household. They didn't know that I was shut down for a reason, you know, like meaning I was protecting myself. And instead they just want to, you know, scrape bitch on my locker. Right. Like, really? I'm a bitch because I, I don't speak up, <laughs> you know, but it's judgment. It's a, it's, and of course a forgiveness totally because they just well, didn't yeah, better. kids. Well, and it's really about them and whatever's going on for them too. Yes. So it's their insecurities. Yeah. So, I mean, it's both of those pieces kind of coming in together and that creates such a powerful upset. Yeah. All the way. Yeah. And, it, and it is, it's our, I call it our egos. Our, our egos are dancing, right? We all have our, less than higher selves, less than inspired selves, you know, and I, I always, and now as a more self-aware, I'm very, you know, personal development, transformational work as a part of my life and a part of what I help people in. And, you know, the more self-aware I become, the more vulnerable I've been able to be. I think that's part of leadership as well, leading your own, you know, kind of self growth and personal development And because I can be in that space and because I can look back and understand human behavior. And even today, we, you know, it's, it's not a teenage thing, although it's heavy in teenage world because they're less understanding. They're less self-aware. I can see it in the adult world. I can see it online, you know, like there's still a lot of misunderstandings and, you know, hate and divide and all of that. And I just think it's, you know, the more we really step into our personal leadership and our personal development, the more we can make the ripple effect that will start to change the world at large. But we have, it takes one, we have to start with ourselves. And I think that's the ultimate and brave mastery is facing oneself, is being able to actually look in the mirror. Okay. So is that you know, we had talked earlier too, like what's the one thing that entrepreneurs can do to make a quantum leap in their business? Is that it or is there more? <laughs> well, there's business strategies and then there's I have self strategies, right? I do believe that, you know, something obviously I strategize in business and marketing around is getting visible, speaking up and it, ha- it totally changed my business. And inside of that speaking and getting public and speaking about your expertise, all of that strategy I do believe catapults businesses very quickly. I also know that the other side of that is you have to deal with you. (laughs) So the faster you're willing to like own your stuff and look at you, then obviously even just getting on a stage and being vulnerable and being willing to, to like really own the stage, it goes hand in hand. So it's kind of twofold, I guess, in this conversation for sure. Well, I think as you're handling your stuff, yeah. And and really working through all of those triggers and the things that hold you back and keep you from stepping into being brave and more visible too. You show up differently on a stage. Oh, totally. Yeah, they get you. They get you. They get to receive who you really are instead of the the thing you want everybody to think you are or the facade or the, you know, the the presentation. You know, for me, speaking is not, it doesn't mean that you don't have a a guideline or, you know, I actually have a structure that I teach people about, you know, how to monetize your speaking and how to move people to emotional decisions, right? Or just even resonate with you. However, I believe that speaking is a co-creation with your audience. I think it's about you showing up 
and then they showing up and then you're, you're meeting together in that space. And so if we can be prepared, but in a more loose manner, right? Like here's the points I want to make, but here's the beautiful thing. Sometimes I never get to the point. And yet I believe that can be perfect too, right? So I don't want to show up with a script. I want to show up with Jenna. And um, ironically, I just did, I do some motivational speaking now as well, not just speaking for the sake of my business, which that's what I teach a lot of. I just spoke this week and I had an outline. I just had like, these are the five things, lessons I've learned and tell it was a total opportunity to completely be vulnerable and tell my entire story and all of that. And someone walked up to me and said, I just want to thank you for like not being scripted. And you just like really shared from your heart. And I'm like, yay, because that's all I was doing. I don't even remember what I really said. Because And when I know when I can't remember, that means I was just being in the moment and letting it come through me Yeah, and and being honest, you know, I think that's the most powerful. Yeah, I think that's that's when the V squared really comes together. I love that. I'm, I'm going to have to borrow it. I'll give you credit, but I have to borrow that. Go right ahead. I, they, they just fall out of my mouth. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Excuse me. What are some tips you would give to somebody who wants to be more visible, but they're, they haven't quite got their brave on? Yeah. You know, first step is you got to make a decision. You have to just, you have to make the decision because The on the being like I say, there's like number one, there's four steps to being brave about anything, especially about speaking and getting visible. First, you have to notice and recognize the spark of curiosity, the spark of inspiration, that moment where you're like, I wonder if I should speak, (laughs) you know, like, or I wonder if I should get out there more, or I know I should get out there more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. We all have them. They're real quiet. You know, you have to be able to listen and hear them. Um, So when you hear that, then you want to follow the follow forward, right? Move forward. And so number two is you got to get off the fence. You have to make a decision. You have to be clear. Like, yes, I'm a speaker declaration. And that's, this is exactly what I did. 2012. I saw the spark and I was like, I really need to do this. Like the knowingness was there. And then 2013, I take over the business and change the course. So I can now speak about my topic, but I made a declaration And so when you do that, then the next step is you got to commit to it every day, like commit, 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 commit to the actions, commit to the thoughts, commit to the, you know, beingness of whatever you decided, and then ultimately take massive action, right? Do something about it. And so I think sometimes people are trying to take action and they're trying to figure out how to do it before they've actually made a decision. And so then you just paralyze, you just stay stuck. You never move forward. You, and then you make all the reasons why not, you know, like it's a mind game at that point. So I made a decision. I'm a speaker. I started declaring I'm a speaker through the commitment and action by saying it in my intro, by showing up at a network meeting or a, an event and introducing myself that way. And that is how I got my first gig. Somebody heard me say it. I hadn't spoken before, but they heard me say it. And they're like, oh, I, I have a cancellation in two months. Will you be my speaker? And I'm like, oh, say yes, just say yes. I'm like telling myself in my head, just say yes. And I did. And that started the process. So hopefully that captures two things. One, the mindset part of it. Number two, once you have the opportunities, you've got to say yes, pull the bandaid off and then start to figure out the how or ask who can help me figure out the how clearly. Right. right? So 
I love that. So succinct, but I think so accurate in how to take some action and really yeah. get it out there and go make it happen. Yeah. I think and if you if you want one thing as far as visible and speaking gigs and, and obviously the first step, the first how is get the gig. Right. Put the gig on the calendar. And people are like, Well, I don't have a talk. I don't know what I'm gonna say. I'm like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> people think they have to figure it all out. And while you might want to have like some topics that you speak on to yeah, have a clue of what you'll talk about. Yeah. You don't have to have the talk. No. Nope out or scripted out or what your key points are going to be. Or yeah. And I think that goes across like all aspects of business. Just go do it. Yeah. And then you'll figure out the rest of it. Yeah. You'll figure it out. You'll try things on, you'll test things out. It, you know, it works or it doesn't work. You pivot, you move, but you're moving and you're learning through the movement. Like, so it's kind of like, we don't know how our body's going to move if we're like doing yoga until we actually put ourselves in a yoga position, right? Or something like that. And I'm a newbie. Don't, don't take that wrong. I am not an expert in yoga, <laughs> but I have done it. And I was uncomfortable because I'd never done it before. And it was like, but until I tried the pose or, you know, put my body in that position, I don't know if my body can do it. I don't know if it's going to work. It may be painful. I mean, all those things, but it's like, you got to just commit. You have to say yes, I yes to it and then commit to it. And that's why I have an online course about speaking, right? The Brave Speaker. And that's the second module. And then people are always like, why is this first? <laughs> why are we getting a gig first? And the truth is, is because it will create the pressure. It will create the commitment yes. for you because it'll be on the calendar. And then you have to move into it, right? So yeah, there's a map, there's a, you know, method to my madness. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to get a little more information about, you know, getting their brave on, et cetera, you have a really cool training program, right? That you're gifting everybody. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Thank you. Uh, it is, uh, it definitely will dive deeper into this. It'll tell you a little bit more about my story about speaking and getting visible and, you know, the rewards of, of saying yes. And you can find that at bravemasters.com slash free webinar it'll redirect. You can just log in. It's, it's just value add. There's no selling. It's just a, you know, like an hour long webinar training, and it will help you really connect to not only the belief in you that you can do it too, or if you're already doing it, like what do you need to do to uplevel it? Right. Because there is a way to monetize it. There is a way to like, you know, do this for the sake of your business and the growth of your business and so, yeah, that's, that's probably a, a great place to start. Yeah. And the link will be in the show notes too, everybody. So thank you. Why don't you see the link again? Yeah. Bravemasters.com slash free webinar. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I think it'll be a great experience for those of you who you know really want to get into speaking and being more visible. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's time. Little frog now. <laughs> uh, yeah. But thank you so much for being on share where, where everybody can connect with you too. Yes, for sure. My website has a little bit of everything, right? Social media links and all. Bravemasters.com. It also has access to my podcast shows. You can get more inspiration around being brave. And I'm actually doing some brave speaking training through my podcast and videos on, on Facebook, etc. So there's, son, there's tons of resource and ways to get to know me and know my community, etc. So thank you. And thank you so much for coming on today. I love hanging out with you, as I said. And yeah, um, I think just hearing your story is going to inspire so many people. I appreciate it. I always love hanging out with you too. And, and I'm just really grateful for the opportunity. So yay. Thank you. <laughs> and everybody, we will see you next week. Have a good one.
Have you ever thought about those times when if you had just known that one thing, it would have saved you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, or maybe days, weeks, or even months of your time? I've created the Tribe of Leaders membership community for exactly that reason, to give you the tools, the resources, and the support to make growing your business a snap. As a member, you'll have access to video training, live monthly training and masterminds, and special co-working days that will help you run your business like the CEO that you are. You can get all the details at thetribeofleaders.com. See you there.